Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy June 11th. Um, I hope you all had a great week and are going into a fabulous weekend, whatever you may be doing. Um, I am actually pretty surprised to be hopping on here because last night, usually when I record my episodes the night before, uh, I'm just you know full of energy and enthusiasm. But last night, I was so damn tired. I went to bed at 11.30, which is unheard of for me. Usually, I go to bed at like 2 or 3. I watch movies. I check my emails. Um, you know, I, I just do whatever. Bop around my apartment. But I had a really jam-packed Thursday, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do an episode because I'm going to take a Friday off. I've gone a month straight now of doing five episodes per week, which is really good, and I'm really happy to do that because I like to give my all to this. But um, I was just too tired last night, so I went to bed at 11.30, woke up at 6.30, checked my phone, and there were so many good stories to talk about. Um, Obviously, a lot of which has to do with the Keeping Up with the Kardashian series finale because it was last night, which is really crazy. Um, in end of an era, some may say, which basically it is, even though they're going to Hulu, but 20 great seasons. So there were some stories there. There was a great Sex in the City story they want to share with you guys because I believe they're starting production on and just like that on HBO Max today, which I'm really excited about because that means lots of paparazzi photos and uh, New York City photos. And between that, between and just like that shooting in New York City and Gossip Girl, I mean, how amazing is that? It's going to be great to have, you know, glamorous New York City shows streaming on the airways once again. And, um, yeah, so I have four stories for you guys today. Uh, not too much, you know, but um, it's better than not having an episode at all. So, yeah, uh, but aside from that, not much else is new since we chatted. Um, busy week, but really excited for the weekend. Um, and, yeah, let's um, let's just get into it because I don't want to dilly-dally any longer. So our first story comes from page six. Um, Kanye West unfollows Kim Kardashian and her sisters on Twitter. Okay, now, I know you may be thinking, oh, who cares, he's Kanye, he's eccentric, he's an artist, but unfollowing someone means you have to actually go out of your way to unfollow them, and you actually have to think about the process. Unless he's one of those people that follow zero people, which I don't know if he is, but I think this obviously is a little bit uh, of a zinger, but let's, let's read and we'll discuss Kanye West is no longer keeping up with the Kardashians, and sadly, no longer are we because it's over. Tear, tear. The heartless rapper 44 recently unfollowed his estranged wife, Kim K, and all of her sisters on Twitter, though it's unclear if he made the move before or after all their birthday tributes to him earlier this week. West still follows only one person on Instagram, and that's Kim, the mother of his four children, though it remains to be seen how long that will last now that he's dating model Irina Shayk, which I actually talked about in my last episodes. If you want to hear about the details of that, then listen to that. The relatively new couple jetted off to Provence, France, this week to celebrate the Z designer's birthday before returning to the U.S. together on a private jet. Although the pair's surprising romance has been making headlines all week, page six exclusively revealed that Kim Forty is, quote, fine, with her estranged husband moving on and their divorce. Kim is fine with it, the insider said. She just wants him to be happy and healthy. A separate source told us, again, us as in page six, Kim is studying and focused on the kids, um, referencing North 7, St. 5, Chicago 3, and Psalm 2. Um, well, one of the things that was actually discussed about on the episode last night was Kim sitting and th- talking to Chris. Sorry if there's, there's an ambulance in the background, but you know what? We all live in the world. Um, Kim was sitting with Chris and was like, I was... Could, well, okay, sorry. Kim so boldly, well, not boldly, because there there shouldn't be a um, stigma with this, but Kim, you know, uh, really opened up and said she has a therapist, which is really great, and I think super relatable to a lot of people who have one. Um, and she said she was thinking to herself after she turned 40, you know what, I used to think to myself, you know, I'm fine with, you know, living at home, my husband lives in a different state, I'm here with the four kids. But when she turned 40, she said, no, that's, that's not what I want for myself. That's not the future I envisioned for myself. And it's not fairer than Chris, her mother, of course, who loves her daughters, all of her daughters. So I just want you to be happy. I think a lot of us, you know, 
obviously many people probably can't understand their type of marriage because they're in a you know totally different group than most of us you know uh they're it's just different i mean you know he's a mega mega superstar as is she and you know she's a business mogul and he's a well he used to be a rapper i don't know what he is now i, I would say he's just a um entrepreneur you know with his uh, clothing lines and you know business endeavors so i don't i think he's sort of moved past the music title he can't just be tied down to that one thing because he's doing so much now he's a renaissance man um, but yeah, I think most most traditional people would find that really difficult to understand because most people want a very traditional marriage, same home, same you know, lifestyle, but obviously Kim and Kanye do not have that, and it's totally understandable why Kanye would want that, and why Kim would maybe want something a little more traditional in the sense that she's home uh, with the kids, but she wants a husband there. I totally understand that, but in terms of unfollowing on Twitter, I mean, again, people move on, people evolve, I I mean, nobody really knows how contentious it is, and I'm hoping Kim addresses that in the reunion next week with Andy. Um, but she's been notoriously, you know, tight-lipped about it all. But I think most people are well aware of the fact that it's something that she wasn't, you know, too uh, comfortable with, just sitting at home while her husband, you know, is out in other states, like, not at home. So, yeah, that's that. Um, but... That actually brings us to our uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians series finale recap, which was last night on E! Um, see Kim Kardashian open up about her, quote, lonely marriage to Kanye West on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah, the word that she used was lonely, which is never good in a marriage, um, especially at someone at her level who probably has friends all over the world and, you know, access to, you know, going to any type of event. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, you just want to come home to your family. And yes, her four kids are family, her sisters are family, her mother's family, but... You know, she probably wants Kanye there, but Kanye's, uh, you know, doing his thing. Um, okay, now we have a Kim Kardashian crying face after this farewell. The Keeping Up with the Kardashians said goodbye to its fans tonight, well, last night, on June 10th after 20 seasons on E! The bittersweet series finale showed the Kardashian-Jenner fa- family realizing their next chapters in an emotional send-off for Kourtney Kardashian Scott Disick, the exes are ready to move on. I think many of us thought, you know, assume that just as well because she's with uh, Travis Barker and he's with Amelia Hamlin. Uh, I think Amelia Gray, Amelia Hamlin. Um, but they obviously had a discussion together in Lake Tahoe. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally wasn't holding my breath. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, meanwhile, Khloe Kardashian hopes to give daughter True Thompson a sibling someday, but is also hesitant to tie the knot again. Totally understandable. Yet, it was Kim's heartbreaking discussion with Kris Jenner that revealed the Skims founder's next steps. Kim Kim opened up about her state of marriage to Kanye West. Quote, I used to go to everyone for all the answers and all the problems. It's draining, Kim admitted. Like, I'm like an adult. I have therapists. Let me work on myself and see where I'm at. Kim is striving for total happiness a majority of the time in a relationship. By the way, side note. It is really why it's, it's very bold that like Kim says she's a therapist because I'll never forget that episode where um, the family goes into therapy for Rob, who's very unhappy. I don't know what season that was. It was a couple of seasons ago, a couple of years ago. And he's really upset about the state of things. And Kim is, you know, sort of giving the therapist attitude. And she's like, well, you just deal with your problems by dealing with them. So, you know, it's like the strategies may look how far she's come. It was so interesting. I'll never forget about that. Uh, quote, I just feel like I've worked so hard in my life to achieve everything that I've wanted and I've lived up to my expectations and achieved 10 times more than what I thought was humanly possible. But I don't have a life to share that with. Interesting. Kim continued, and I'm just going to sit here and think, okay, my kids fulfill me and I'm good. I never thought I was lonely. I just thought that was totally fine. I can just have my kids. 
The long-distance relationship while Kanye was in Wyoming inevitably took a toll on the mother of four. Quote, my husband moves from state to state. I'm just on this ride with him, and I was okay with that, Kim opened up. And then after turning 40 this year, I realized, like, no, I don't want a husband that lives in a completely different state. Kim admitted that she got along best with Kanye while they were apart. But that's not what she wants in a partner. Totally understand. Quote, I want someone that we have the same shows in common. I want someone that wants to work out with me. Kim gives examples. It's the little things. I'm, I'm sorry. It's the little things is what I don't have. I have all the big things. I have the extravagant everything you could possibly imagine. And no one will ever do it like that. I'm grateful for those experiences, but I think I'm ready for the small experiences that will mean a lot. Look at Kim. She's coming back down to earth. That's so amazing. It's so true. She's achieved everything a human could possibly could and tenfold, you know, because she's so successful and she's really, really leveraged what started out was Paris Hilton's bestie to, you know, the infamous tape to a literal global business icon, which is incredible. I'm sure her dad's looking down at her and so proud. Chris comforted her daughter, quote, I just want you to be happy and joyful, and I don't think I've seen that in a really long time, the momager added. It breaks my heart because I just want them to be happy. I want her to be joyful and have the best relationship she can possibly have. She has four beautiful kids, so I just want them to be happy. I'm numb. I'm tired of that. But I do know that I will be happy, Kim hoped. I didn't come this far just to come this far and not be happy. Remember that. Chris applauded Kim's strength. You are, very, you are a very strong girl, and you seem to handle everything calmly. And then Kim responds, Calmless, calmness is my superpower. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because really Kim is so different from the girl that started off the show where she was doing photo shoots. And hi, I'm Kim Kardashian and this is my family. And, you know, the thing about the hotel, the Satai Hotel when she's in Miami, being a diva, you know. She, I think, of all the, um, I was going to say her, of all the characters on the show, but they're not even characters, they're human beings. Her, of all the, you know, family members, I believe, has had the biggest um, evolution in terms of family and values. And look at her, you know, saying she's achieved every monetary item and, you know, piece of probably glamorous thing that anyone could ever imagine. But at the end of the day, she wants to watch, she sit at home and watch Bridgerton with someone. And I say Bridgerton because she loves it. Clearly, it's one of her favorite shows. She's talked about it, so... I think she'll find it. And I also think um, she probably, maybe she is seeing someone, but it's not public yet. And maybe she'll go the Paris Hilton route where she dates a businessman or someone who's not in the business, someone who's not an eccentric artist, someone who really just wants a family life. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, Kim can do everything. But what the one thing she, anyone probably can't buy is a family life. I mean, well, you could, but like an organically, man, an organically like blossomed relationship is not easy. So it seems so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so really, really, really happy for Kimberly Noel. Um, I'm actually going to switch stories here. I actually thought I had another one here. You know, maybe this will only be a three-story episode, so we'll just deal with that. Okay, uh, I guess this brings us to our third and final story of the day. I guess this is going to be a shorter one because, in fact, I do have a lot I want to get done today. And I don't want to give you guys just bad stories or ones that aren't, you know, worth our time. Um but this is pretty significant. Um, this is from People Magazine. Sex in the City Revival. Sarah Jessica Parker visits Carrie Bradshaw's apartment the night before filming. Obviously, you all know Carrie Bradshaw lived in the infamous Brownstone building in the um, West Village of Manhattan. And I guess she posted an Instagram last night, which I just saw, of her and Michael Patrick King, who is the EP of the show and also the creator of the comeback with Lisa Kudrow. Um, and two broke girls, I believe, too. Um, but yeah, okay, Sarah Jessica Parker is already getting back into character as Carrie Bradshaw. 
On Thursday, the 56-year-old Sex in the City star shared photos of her beloved character's iconic apartment building, explaining that she landed in front of the famous stoop while on a late-night stroll. The actress called the moment a, quote, pure coincidence, noting that she's set to begin production of the popular series revival on Friday. Quote, pure coincidence, and just like that, we find ourselves on the street called Perry, the night before it all begins. MPK, Michael Patrick King, of course. Here we go, and I'm thrilled and terrified. XSJ. She captioned the post, giving a shout-out to Sex and the City executive producer, Michael Patrick King. Um, Parker is gearing up for the start of production on And Just Like That, the next installment of Sex and the City. The HBO Max 10-episode revival was announced earlier this year with a teaser trailer posted on Instagram from Parker, Cynthia Nixon, Miranda Hobbs, and Kristen Davis, Charlotte York. The three actresses will reprise their roles in And Just Like That. However, their co-star Kim Cattrall obviously played Samantha Jones. The icon is not returning for the revival. Um, and uh, actually adding to the series is Sara Ramirez, who is on Grey's Anatomy. And of course, many of you might know her from Broadway. She was the Lady of the Lake in Spamalot, where she's iconic. Uh, Chris Noth, Evan Handler, um, uh, Evan, uh, Stanford and... Stanford and um, Stanford and Anthony are coming back. Um, obviously, the late great uh, Lynn Cohen, who played Magda, has passed away, Sally, so she won't be there, but I'm sure she'll be there in spirit. But um, yeah, I can't believe it's starting to shoot today. I'm so excited. I'm hoping it's going to be a fall show, and I'm sensing it will. They're going to shoot in the summer. It'll be a fall or Christmas show. Um, you know, in terms of editing, and 10 episodes is great. And I think it's a, it's a limited series, too, which is fabulous. Um, because obviously the, the third movie didn't happen because Kim Cattrall, you know, I don't want to get into all that, but yeah, really exciting. And I'm so excited to have the girls back and I'm so excited for Gossip Girl to come back uh, July 8th. It's going to be a fabulous summer of TV. Um, so yeah, so congratulations to the Kardashian-Jenner clan on an amazing run. And, uh, I'm so excited for you know, all the new shows and series that are to come because, uh, you know, TV is my life, and I love movies, I love film, and uh, it's great in an escape, and it's, you know, fantasy world. And Sex and the Cities is one of the greatest series of all time. And I know I said the other day, there's it might not be possible to live up to the iconicness of the original series, but I take that back. I think it is possible. Um, because, you know, with great writing and great talent, like, you know, in the marriage of that, um, it's lightning in a bottle. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm happy Friday. I'm glad I did this really, really short episode. You know, I'll have more stories for you guys Monday. But, you know, this wasn't even planned. I just wanted to do this sort of, uh, you know, last minute. So, yeah. Have a fabulous weekend. Take care. Stay well. You can stream my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox Radio, Google Podcasts, iTunes, The Podcast App, and the iPhone, basically anywhere where podcasts stream. And um, with that, uh, have a great weekend, and I'll chat with you guys later. Bye.